Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. So, another interesting day in the United States of America. Of course, uh, the, <clears throat> the election is continuing on in the same states it did in uh, 2020. I wonder if people have picked up on that thought. The slow walking in Arizona, once again, same county with the same problems run by the same people ostensibly makes you should make you wonder if it doesn't then well just continue to snooze away but that isn't uh, really what I came out here to talk about I mean it, it's important but it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change if I'm talking about it so there was a couple there's some news to, to talk about this will be more of a news related uh, broadcast um, so we have a Bitcoin uh, bankruptcy, crypto or cryptocurrency, I won't call it Bitcoin, sorry. But that's the most popular one. So for those who hold that, they might want to perk their ears up if they haven't been paying attention to, I think it's called FTC, and FTC International. It's run by a guy, uh, a hyphenated guy, I think his name is Bankman Fried. I don't have a name, and I'm not a... I'm not a crypto uh, person. Don't hold that against me. It's just, well, I don't have the, I never had the resources to speculate in that market. So, and that's what it is to a certain degree. But, I mean, potentially it could have been an investment vehicle that might have been worthwhile. But as, uh, and this is, I don't know anything about this guy's particular circumstance. Uh, you know, Ponzi scheme, huckster, whatever the case may be. He managed to get BlackRock to invest in his stuff. He managed to get a Canadian, in, I think it was a Canadian, oh, like a union, trade union or something along that lines to invest in it. So he wasn't just some, uh, He's a, he was a billionaire, <laughs> probably on paper solely, but uh, he managed to get enough people hustled up and now the SEC is coming after him, along with uh, <clears throat> the Bahamas. Uh, it always winds up that there's some offshore account. And this is, I guess, mainly it's his international uh, subsidiary that's in under under investigation. But uh, nevertheless, he's, uh, he's in the crosshairs. And on the same day, or, close, or closely lined to this, uh, library, which is a uh crypto uh connected or a uh what do you call it um what do you call it uh, uh i can't think of the name right off the top of my head anyways they are tied to cryptocurrency they they used a uh, use the platform of odyssey to uh make it so that you could trade uh amass uh a certain amount of uh uh coinage or or uh, shares of coins or whatnot. Again, not a crypto person, but I do pay attention to the fact that when SEC filings, so they were uh, investigated, started in March of 2021, and evidently <clears throat> they uh, today the ruling went against them for a summary a summary judgment, and what they had was a rather decentralized, and it, it seemed like more of a just a uh, um, <clears throat> less of an investment vehicle per se, 
of more like a trading application or a way to, you know, uh, find, you know, make transactions. So it was a, a little bit different uh, background. I'm sure it could have been investment, but they were not pushing it or hustling it or, or uh, making it into something that it wasn't. But nevertheless, um, they wanted an open platform um, <clears throat> currency they were developing and the SEC is shutting them down. So the fact that these two stories are rather closely related, this is what uh, your uh, central banks are trying to shut down completely so that they can introduce their uh, uh, unitary or I guess you could singular uh, crypto or not crypto, but uh, central bank uh, digital currency. Uh, to all of the rest of us and force us onto this so that they can do the, what the next story is going to be about. Uh, the climate hustle, which is to control your behaviors by your purchases. And, and they only want to do this for people, obviously, who are poor and not particularly well off. But they're also now trying to introduce, and this is through the Corbett Report, that, uh, you know, with uh, the COP27, which is over in Egypt, uh, Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of other delegates and the Al Gores and all, everybody from the UN. So they're trying to work out, they're trying to put a deal together to uh, for, enforce reparations, or climate justice as they call it, uh, from... Uh, what they call wealthier nations. This is just basically, it's communism. This uh, transfer of wealth. But it won't be from the people that are really rich. It'll be from all the rest of us who are just, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit better off than the people in the third world. Uh, they, they think that this is a good idea. It's to, it's to generate class warfare aside from the elitist class. And all these people get around in a circle. And, don't you know, the biggest climate polluter in the world, China, is uh, uh, not uh, not covered under this idea that they're going to put together. So cli uh, they're building up China by allowing them to do what they want to do. They can, you know, launch as many coal power plants and pollute the hell out of the world. Because they'll say, oh, well, they're not responsible for the historic commissions. Who the hell? Who the hell knows? And who the hell cares? And how do they measure that? Uh, I'm just getting mad about that because I know that's a that's a talking point of the the left, particularly the people like the Gateses and the Larry Finkses of the world, who uh, they're just they, they these people walk around and act like they're gods. They're not gods. They're mortal, which means that they they need to be brought to justice and. That should be all I should have to say about it. <clears throat> Along with the rest of the clowns that are are basically subverting the wills the will of billions of people, and by subversion of will, they want to strip every person of their human rights, their individual rights, or civil rights, and they want to redistribute all this stuff as long as they control it all. When they say redistribute, it's all bullshit. They're just trying to take it from everybody else. And then they'll decide whether you get to eat or not. Whether you get to a drink or not. Whether you get to live or not. Based upon your behavior. 
as long as you cuck to them and don't say anything bad about them, they'll allow you to breathe. But if you piss off the these uh, authoritarian dictators, they'll kill you. That's the truth. That is ultimately their, their plan. So I wish people would, you know, lock onto this. They think this is a, they'll call this disinformation or misinformation. No, it's not. That's exactly what they want to do. These people are so petty and so evil and so destructive to the human race. All of them that are in these rooms together. And you see the rooms that they uh, circulate in. There's hundreds if not thousands of these little little minions from the UN and all the world leaders. You know, the, the Ursula von der Leyen and all our other fucking idiots. These people need to be brought to justice, and I mean with a quickness. But of course, we have too many stupid law enforcement officers who refuse to do what is necessary to put these people ultimately in check. Because these people don't have power. None of them will actually carry out anything personally. They just have their minions that are, uh, you know, law enforcement and military. It's just, it's such a shame. I'm not saying I want to live under a military junta, but I certainly would like it if uh, somebody would come along and put all these people in check, and I mean severely in check. Okay, so I ranted about that. Uh, Going down the next rabbit hole. So we got this uh, brewing brouhaha that's been stirred up by the media and a particular billionaire, of course, who's working with Ron DeSantis, I think his name's Griffith, uh, who's funded his candidacy through a lot of money into the 2022 elections, essentially to buy him off. And I, and the Neocon Inc. has placed their bets behind Ron DeSantis, ostensibly because they want to sabotage the entire uh, Make America Great movement. And uh, just to note... I do not agree with everything that Donald J. Trump says or does or has said or has done. Just so you know. I've made that abundantly clear. I've written voluminously about this. I put it in a book. And if you read the book, you'll understand where I'm coming from. There's a whole section about, I call it literally, Trump the Flawed. Which means that he made poor decisions at times. He picked the wrong people. He ultimately took bad advice from people. He trusted too much that certain people would put their country uh, above uh, their petty disagreements. Well, he was wrong about that. So let's just, that's just clarifying that. This being all said, the fact that DeSantis wins a big victory down in Florida should make you wonder why they're doing this. They're trying to promote him because they want to cause the division. Yes, DeSantis did a good job of Florida. Yes, DeSantis didn't lock everybody down. Yes, DeSantis didn't put masks on kids. Yes, he's been fighting Disney. Yes. But, just so you know, for those who aren't aware of this, go look at the the CDC statistics for Florida in regards to deaths in uh, between July and about... October of 2021, you'll see a substantial increase in those deaths. That was tied to the vaccine. 
I'm not saying Ron DeSantis forced anybody to take a vaccine, but certainly it stands to reason that uh, a lot of people got bad advice about that. Now, I'm not trying to hold his feet to the fire any more than any other person who was giving bad advice, who believed that doctors or medical professionals wouldn't push on, put a push an unproven vaccination onto people. But we had a lot of really stupid, retarded people who made a lot of stupid, retarded decisions. This goes back to Trump, too. But he listened to the wrong people. He didn't think like somebody like Fauci or whomever he was listening to regarding uh, uh, responding to a supposed emergency, which wasn't what it was. And we know that now. And we should know that now. <clears throat> should make you wonder. Here's the thing. Do we have anybody else that could bring any of these people to justice? Do I think there should be a uh, discussion about DeSantis and Trump and whomever else decides to be in a Republican primary? I'm not a Republican, by the way. <clears throat> but is this the right time for any of this? The answer is no. They're using and exploiting the election and slowdown to cause division. Get that through your head, whoever you are who thinks otherwise. You're wrong. I'm just telling you that. They're using it for a reason. They're using an event that's already, what would you say, heated and being slow walked. And they're trying to prop up Ron DeSantis and then Trump and whoever handles his strings is ginning him up because he was planning on making an announcement November 15th or 14th or whatever to, uh, to either put his hat in the race, which ultimately he wants to do. <clears throat> he's being harassed by, uh, they want his tax records going back into 2020, uh, from 2016 to 2020, which is, which is quite, uh, entertaining. So when you look at all this stuff and put it all together, you have a host of host of events that are being ginned up and we know that the neocons want their power back they want their they want their slaves and you are their slave if you're a you know just a working class person who goes to your job wants a wants a country wants a border and etc cetera, etc cetera. this this is one of those things where people haven't uh, thought this out very well and by that, I mean, they haven't uh, discussed, they haven't thought about the fact that this is all prearranged, all the media, and granted, some people know this and are very well aware of this, but there are a lot of people, and matter of fact, I've, I posted this tonight and I'm, in regards to this, and what I got was, uh, I got a response from a particular individual who says he needs to be primaried, he needs to be taught a lesson or how to do this and that, and yeah. But is this the right time? The answer is no, it isn't. Neither one of these people should have anything to do right now. They should sit on their, they should literally keep their mouth shut and stay the hell out of politics, stay the hell out of each other's way, at least through the month of November. Just do that, will you? That'd be a good idea. You're doing exactly what the media wants you to do. Who is run by our intelligence apparatus. Don't you know? 
That's the reason why they're pushing the DeSantis divide. They want that. They've been trying to do this for months and months. But now that he won a overwhelming victory in Florida, they're trying to, you know, sell him to you. And when someone is so happy to sell, and when uh, here's the thing, when the mainstream media is uh, just like Liz Cheney or anybody else, anytime they platform these people, you, they're doing it not because <laughs> they agree with them. They're doing it because um, they're the selected few. Who are allowed to make that uh, to make that claim? You notice how they tip pivot on a dime, as long as it's after going after Trump. They want to destroy this guy. Now I'm not saying, like I said, he may not always be your friend, and he certainly has made a hell of a lot of mistakes. But comparatively speaking, you're you're you know, <laughs> who else is going to lead this? Uh, a three ring circus. I don't know, but like I said, that to not this particular point in 2022 is not the time to decide that. So why sow division right after the election? It only benefits your enemies. It doesn't benefit you. So that's what the real argument is: timing. If you want to talk about this six months from now, and a MAGA can figure it out, fine. If they can't, well, then this is the alternative, by the way. So in 1912, a little history here, and we all should know this. So you had Taft, Roosevelt, and Wilson. And they had a fourth candidate, Eugene B. Debs. He was a socialist, basically. <clears throat> Teddy ran as the Bull Moose, or he called it the Progressive Party, but whatever, the Bull Moose Party. Then you had Taft, the Republican. And then you had Wilson, the Democrat. Well, Wilson was the one who won. And guess what happened? He ran for, he, he was in charge for the next, well, he was in charge essentially through uh, the armistice. And after that, I guess he had a stroke in, I think, 1919. And his wife ran the show for the last year and a half of his life. Or he had a stroke or a brain, whatever. She actually was your first woman president. But what happened under him? He had the Federal Reserve, was it 1913, happened under his watch. Uh, you had federal taxes. You had World War I that eventually, eventually he entered with the American lives. This is all, you know, and oh, by the way, was it uh, 1917, 1918? You had the <coughs> Great Migration, and you had a summer of massive killings in lynchings of black people. And Birth of a Nation was played in the White House, which was very, probably, the most racist movie ever played in the White House by a president. Until now, probably, because I bet you Joe Biden's done some crazy stuff if he's even in the White House most of the time. Now, I know there's people that'll say, well, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China now? Well, history echoes. It may not rhyme completely, but if you do this, push this little DeSantis-Trump thing, you think either one of them is going to drop out of the race? You don't think that it'll be just like 1992 uh, with uh, Clinton and Bush and Ross Perot? And I was a Ross Perot fan. 
I certainly I thought he was a the better candidate and uh, of course he didn't win and of course amongst the Republicans it was Ross and Bush and you wound up with Clinton which really wasn't any much of a difference because Clinton and Bush were good friends going back to like 1983 they used to they hung out together there's a very historic picture with Clinton drinking a beer sitting down with Bush and George Wallace is at the table just so you know that was actually published by CBS that was up in Kenny uh, they were in Kenny Bunkport Maine at the time I think it was definitely a vacation it looked like they were having a good old time and Clinton has uh, you know he was a Rhodes Scholar he hung out with uh, a lot of the muckety-mucks going back into the early 70s. Uh, so, you know, just, you know, put that in perspective. So you want to keep on predicting getting run by these people? Because, oh, by the way, the people that are behind DeSantis have ties to uh, Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney, and all those fucking minions. Jeff Bush. Jeb Bush. So you really want those people back in the White House? I mean, if they don't win, they'll still get paid. DeSantis will split the vote, and then you'll wind up with Gavin Newsom. That'll be your that'll be your consolation prize. You want Gavin Newsom running this country? We will be full-on communists within two years. If Joe Biden doesn't destroy the nation, Gavin Newsom certainly will. So you need to make a make a hard choice here. Which is, first of all, don't push division. That's a pro tip. Just, I'm not blaming people because I know people have their political ideology. I'm not telling you how to vote, but I'm certainly saying right now isn't the time. Uh, and especially considering how catastrophic the certain circum circumstances are going to get for most people. I just told you about a. Uh, uh, Bitcoin going bankrupt. That isn't the only bank out there that's getting ready to teeter and fall. And once those dominoes start falling, they are not going to stop. And the Federal Reserve doesn't have any... There's no gun... There's no... The Federal Reserve, as evil as that is, it doesn't have any solutions. So, you know, what I'm getting at is, you know, there's times and places to have these... And this was just they were this was their opportune moment. And just so you know, another thing is that billionaire that was behind DeSantis was was all about saying I'm not really interested in the social issues, you know, the things that he actually's done something good for. The the billionaire said, you know, he, he doesn't care about those things. He's a Citadel a CEO. It's worth like thirty billion dollars. And he threw a bunch of money, he threw like sixty a million dollars into this uh, midterm and, and he, and he kind of thinks he should be treasury secretary I mean th these people are just hustlers they, they don't give a shit about anything but you know this is something that got somebody who got aligned with DeSantis and if you're DeSantis and you took his money he thinks he owns you and that should be uh that should be a very disconcerting for most of you. I'm not saying Trump isn't owned in certain ways. That's for certain. You know, one of the biggest problems that's been going on is we don't have people in our society that are willing to sacrifice ultimately to the very end. 
I'll give an example and then that'll be the end of this broadcast. So today, you, and I'm not blaming him because he's had a rough go of it. His wife got injured, blah, blah, blah. I'm not blah, blah, blahing it for no reason. I just don't have all the details of that. But Ben Burkwam was outside of the Arizona Election Center. And, uh, and being outside this election center, they, uh, well, he had press passes. He's a, he's a member of the press. This isn't, un, this isn't unknown to the people who was involved. So he was outside this, uh, uh, you know, waiting to go in, had his press, uh, had a press credential, maybe not the press credential, but whatever. So they kicked him out and they, they actually sent him outside of a, uh, whole area, holding area behind, behind a fence, by the way, outside the building, behind a fence and they wanted him off the property. And the thing is, is the press, which is very important, is being now relegated to only those, those that are allowed based upon their political affiliation. That is very worrisome in our country. And we know that. We shall all know that. But here's the kicker. Ben should have just stayed and held his ground. He should have said, he should have said well, then you're going to have to arrest me. Does that to get physical? All he has to do is just say, I'm not leaving. And force the officer to arrest him. Because until you're willing to get arrested, these people aren't going to respect you. It's all, it's all well and good to talk a good game, but you have to actually put up or shut up. Which is, you have to cause the left to start doing things that they were willing to do a long time ago. And you're going to have to take the abuse. You're going to have to be willing to take whatever abuse the Maricopa County Jail will give to you. Or whatever the sheriff's office. I don't care if the sheriff is a Democrat or a Soros plant or a goddamn commie. You're going to have to, you're going to, we're going to have to, if this country is going to hold together, we're going to have to have people who are willing to make the ultimate sacrifices. Now, I'm not saying it should have been Ben Burkwam at that particular moment, but it would have made a, it would have made for maybe a story. Maybe more eyes would pay attention. Say, look, I have every right to be in this room. I'm a member of the press, just like, you know, Jim Costa was a member of the press, and he was in there during the White House, and he was harassing the president. And did I necessarily think it was a good idea for him to kick him out? But he was being disruptive. All Ben Burkwam has to do is just stand there and ask a simple question. He didn't even get to answer, ask a question. And then, then it, as it appears that the... the Maricopa County put up blockade or put up like a fence and a retaining wall or something along that lines and then brought in eight officers they armed up which is to say they're scared and they also wanted to display their power and authority over things there was no violence there they're just doing this they'll say they're oh we're just we're just being preventative and stuff like that this is this is what's going on in your country you have people who are who are actually just by their by their actions. It's not only suspicious, but it's actually very criminal. I would say because if you have nothing to hide, you just go ahead and count the damn ballots and get on with it. 
instead of saying, oh, it's gonna, oh, by the way, gonna take through the weekend. We've never had this in this country. For this, uh, quote, system, this Dominion voting system, oh, well, it's mail-in ballots. Well, how did we get to mail-in ballots? Of course, they used COVID to bring this, usher this in around the country. And it's a way, and I know from reports and discussions and debates that uh, using mail-in ballots are the easiest way to commit fraud. Even the Carter, uh, Carter and uh, James Baker, 2006. I only remember this because I actually read the report or looked at the report. Won't say I read the whole thing. But the key takeaway was mail-in ballots are the easiest way to cheat. And they know this. And he said, and this was said in 2006. So, of course, what do the Democrats do? They use it. They were against it back when it was the Bush administration. But the, the differential between neocon and neolib has been settled. And I, the working hypothesis is the Democrats own the domestic policy, which means they get to destroy every city in the United States of America through for lack of criminal law enforcement and drug abuse and violence and get to strip mine every city of its wealth and keep the people poor and dumb and on welfare. And they've been doing it. And they're, if that was what their goal and intent was, going back to LBJ, I'd give them an A plus because they've done a hell of a job. You can't name any big metro area in the United States of America now that isn't rife with, with massive corruption, crime, and people who, aside from the elevated class, uh, you know, the people with way too much money, uh, and by saying way too much money, they're not capitalists. They're mostly just uh, corrupt officials and government. And they get uh, handouts from the United States of America, subsidized. Look at Elon Musk, he's subsidized heavily. Look at Facebook. They probably didn't <laughs> create anything near what you think Facebook created. It wasn't their code or their backbone. As a matter of fact, we know for a fact that uh, Mark Zuckerberg didn't uh, create. He just stole an idea. And we there were told it came through uh, Harvard, but could come through a lot of other places too. So I'm saying these people are crooks. We know Bill Gates stole stole all kinds of software systems. All he would he, the only thing he did was maybe a little bit of innovation in co combining these uh, systems together. What I'm getting at is many of the people that are so lauded and praised and make so much money and are worth so much money, Jeff Bezos. Did you know that Amazon didn't, they turned, well, the first time they turned a profit was in 2004 and it took until 2017 to where they turned as much profit as they had done in the prior uh, roughly 19 years of existence or so. I think actually it was like 1993 or whatever. So what I'm saying is, is most of these companies are just paper tigers. Uh, they're just being buttressed by a host of uh, buttressed by casino uh, investments and stuff like that. So getting back to the, the second part of this. So the Democrats are destroying your cities. 
they've created mass wealth disparities based upon this. This goes on in China too, by the way. The second part is the neocons have hustled us into countless wars now, you know, throughout the 80s and 90s and 2000s and on to the very, uh, to the, the, the present. Afghanistan, let's just say that was the last one, uh, ended in 2021 in catastrophe. How much, how many trillions did get, got thrown away overseas? Well, th thrown away in weaponry and money laundering operations and went back into the pockets of rich people, such as the billionaire that's financing Ron DeSantis. Don't, he runs the Citadel. The only people who have been getting rich throughout this entire time are banksters and big tech and pharma. Big pharma takes it out of your ass through high medical rates and uh, uh, maintenancing you through pill popping and, uh, you know, conditioning you to take maintenance instead of actually your own health care. And then on top of that, now you got the banksters who, uh, since 2008, have been hustling you through the Fed. They don't invest in anything. They don't invest in good ideas. They've been screwing the United States over, purposely. So, and then there's the military-industrial complex. So there just went two cops. So... I know I've wandered all over the place, but this idea that yeah, we're going to defeat these people by just, uh, you know, by squawking a little bit and, you know, trying to get the word out is all well and good. But at some point or another, you have to be willing to, like I said, stop doing what you're doing. In other words, we go on strike. You got to be willing to not just one person getting arrested, not just two people getting arrested, not a hundred people, not eight hundred people that are in D.C. jail. We need to have thousands upon thousands of people that are willing to take the take the take the L, so to speak, the short-term L for the long-term purposes. You have to overwhelm the the judicial process, and you have to make it. And then we have to be there for the patriots who are willing to do this. And by being there, I mean in mass. We have to be willing to, to overwhelm the entire system with people who are willing to stand up and, and raise their voice. You don't have to be you don't have to be violent. You don't have to do anything other than stand up. So there's two options. You can sit this whole thing out, paralyze the nation, or you have to be willing to take take the arrest. Anytime these people want to bar you from things that are your liberties, that are your rights. You have to be just as uh, vocal and outspoken as they were during the Vietnam era. It's time for conservatives to figure this out. And they need to figure it out real quick. Or else you aren't going to have a country. You're going to have Gavin Newsom as your new president. And then you're going to be like, holy shit, why did I, how did we get Gavin Newsom as our president? Well, that's because you're too busy trying to play the game that the D.C. wants you to play, which is uh, divide and rule, and that's what they're trying to do with the candidates they have. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much, and God bless the United States of America and the world.